Hello and welcome to Speak Your Truth and Look Good Doing It podcast. My name is Camila, or as you've seen me online, Maria Camila. I'm a brand strategist, photographer, and videographer. This work is about amplifying the visibility of conscious leaders and brands who are wanting to leave this world better than they found it. This podcast is about letting ourselves be seen, both physically and spiritually, and highlighting the nuances we experience as we are growing both personally and professionally. Thank you for being here, and let's go ahead and dive in. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Such a delight to have you here. I want to let you know I will be coming out with travel dates for 2024, so stay tuned for that. And um, it's going to be very straightforward. The spiff or the... Um, the fun part about the travel dates for 2024 is that you don't have to pay a thousand dollar travel fee. So in my thought process is that I'm just going to go to places where I really like it. And yeah, that, that's how I'm going to compromise. If I like the city where I'm going, then you don't have to pay a travel fee. But that makes me kind of self-conscious of the people that hire me to cities that I don't I shouldn't say that. It's not that I don't like them. It's just that it's not, I don't know what to do there. And travel can take a toll on me. And I just, I just realized that I really need to take care of myself. I need to take care of my dogs. I need to take care of my life. I need to take care of just like my mental health. Just so many things all together um, when it comes to uh, traveling. And I realized that if I'm compensated where I'm able to just feel held and feel like I can focus and rest in between and not be a frantic, hot mess with it, like a chicken with its head running around, uh, with its head cut off, um, then I can be present and effective. That being said, I'm going to be releasing those dates uh, really soon and you can book the cities that I the two top cities I for sure want to make it to next year is Miami and New York City um, there's some studios in Miami that I see that are so cool I've been wanting to shoot there so bad so yeah I'll let you know and then obviously New York City because it's just where the artists are and there's some clients and some people that I've been making contact with over there so I'll definitely keep you updated with that um, I've been really enjoying about my work is the clarity that people get when we go over strategy sessions. I actually started implementing strategy sessions into my work. And when I say strategy sessions, by the way, I'm talking about uh, refining your point of view if you're still working those kinks out in your business. Uh, simply because you having a very particular point of view, it's like you don't have to overshare all the time when it comes to your life. Um, you have wisdom that comes from your lived experience, so you always know how to talk about the topics that are top of mind. Um, and it just gives you so much clarity when you have a sounding board that's working with you. I think there's so much noise out there on the internet with people telling you what to do, what to say, and when we're able to just quiet down and just be in the room, just you and I, and we get clarity on what are your non-negotiables, some things that you really, really care about, and that's going to be the foundation of your business. It's even the same concepts that I apply in my business, and 
it, it really has transformed me professionally, mentally, spiritually. I, it's, I, I really believe in that line of work. And I started implementing this worth working with clients. That way, people, when it comes to the talking head videos, people know what to say more than these are the top three tips of how you can regulate your nervous system, yada, yada, yada. And um, I find that when you share your beliefs, when you are more candid about the things you believe in, people are more likely to listen to your strategy tips. But first you want to is make a connection with people on a soul to soul level. And the way you do that is by sharing about your values and your beliefs. Like that is step number one. So that's what I help people with. Oh, P.S. The other reason why I love doing this work too and helping people work out those kinks is because um, there's a lot of designers out there that do branding. But when they do branding, I realize they do branding, but they don't do brand strategy. So I do brand strategy and the photography and the video. And there are designers out there that some do brand strategy, um, but there's some that just do the visual aspect of your uh, brand. And in order for you to get your branding done, you need to have fundamentals like a brand strategy set already. So this is actually why I love this work too, is because if you're not ready to hire a brand designer and have be all decked out with like a website and your logos and fonts and everything. You just need some clarity on how to get started to be seen, get your voice out there, etc. Um, it's really cool. I really like this work. And it's actually even the process that I followed um, because I didn't hire a brand designer, meaning someone to work on my the visual aspects of my brand until 2022 and I started photography in 2014 2013 2014 so all those years I was just posting my photography I was DIYing my website and but I'm actually really happy I did that because I got so much experience under my belt to know what I liked and what I didn't like and by the time I was ready to really go full force all in on my business then that's when I decided to do the aesthetics part and Yeah, so I highly recommend that for you too if you're a newbie. Um, And also I could help you out if you're a person that, like if you're an entrepreneur that has had success outside of the online world, but you are ready to dive into the online world and you do have a lot of experience under your belt and we can also help you with your point of view. That way you have a really nice starting point with how to get um, started on social media with your personal brand. So if any of what I said is resonating with you, let a girl know, just book a call with me or just connect with me on um, Instagram. I'll leave the links below and we can connect, get on a call and see how it is that we can help you out. Now for today's episode, I want to talk about being resilient and this... Here's the thing is it's like nine o'clock right now and I've been so tired all day, but this morning I I woke up and I was feeling really lit up about just speaking your truth and getting on social media and just being passionate about what you believe in. And the reason why this was inspired 
is because I find that a lot of people and I and I used to be one of these people. I know I like posted this on stories and I was like, oh, I sound so intense because I was so passionate. Um, so I'm hoping that talking about it on the podcast, I'm able to be more rational. Hence, turning this podcast on right now at nine o'clock at night. And anyways, um, a lot of people don't utilize social media at its most at its capacity, like at its don't maximize it because there is a fear of getting hate. There is a fear of getting canceled. There is a fear of getting backlash. And something that I was thinking about was that I I just think like getting backlash is something that you need to just accept that it's part of the territory and how do I say this? It's like it's part of the territory. It doesn't mean that it's okay to bully people online. But it is to say that start practicing being resilient in your personal life. That way the online world doesn't define you. And I'll put it this way. I'll talk about an experience that I had. So back, I think this was like 2021, where I was like dabbling whether I wanted to get into the online world again. And I remember I followed some vague advice out there gosh I was so impressionable and so gullible but I followed this advice out there that says what is something spicy that you don't agree with in your industry or what is something that you disagree with and I like wanted to build a community online or I wanted to have like some kind of online presence because I didn't want to have to get a job like a corporate job so I wanted to getting to the online world, but I didn't know anything about marketing, about brand. I didn't know just what I know now. And I remember I followed just this advice from some girl online who was a successful uh, social media entrepreneur. And the advice was, what's something that you don't agree with that in your industry? Because that is a way for you to really stand out. And I remember I got on TikTok and I just shared a perspective of what I thought of about a certain topic or whatever. And I started getting a lot of comments of people disagreeing with me or a lot of hate, you could say. And I remember feeling so unprepared, overwhelmed. My entire body just got flooded with anxiety and I remember I got flooded with like oh my god like this is not this is not cool thinking like (laughs) there's something about the being online on the internet where like everything's public and you just feel so just like it just feels so intense and 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 it's my video started going viral but it wasn't going good viral and I remember I just spiraled and I just felt extremely uncomfortable and I just remember those feelings of going out there into the online world unprepared. And when I say unprepared, it means I didn't have any mentorship. I didn't have a support system around me to help me navigate through being in the online world. Um, I was just kind of testing the waters out by myself. And 
Anyways, I ended up taking the video down, but I remember that situation just scarred me. That made me so uncomfortable that it made me not ever want to, like it kind of traumatized me that it made me just not want to get on social media ever again. Like it really, really stung that I was just like so turned off by social media. And I, I, I used to think, I was like, oh, TikTok is like a cesspool of like people's projections of what they don't like and feeling all that intensity is just so intense. And so I shared that experience because there is a part of me that does empathize with the fear of getting backlash and the fear of like of strangers projecting their hatred, hatred and vitriol onto you. Completely understandable. However, I'm thinking of myself now, now that I, I'm just more transparent, I'm more authentic, I'm more honest about what I really believe in on my socials. And so I want to talk to you about just where my mentality is now that it feels healthier. So we're going to talk about it. So number one, the first thing is I didn't, I actually don't post on TikTok. TikTok is not a platform right now where I feel comfortable sharing because it just exposes you to new audiences, which is a good thing because you can bring and connect to new people in your world. But at the same time, it just makes it too easy for strangers to project their comments onto you. And I think that if you're not mentally ready to receive all of that, it may not be that great for you. Especially if you don't have a support system or you don't have like mentorship or you don't really know what you're doing. You're just kind of testing the waters. Or if you're not resilient or comfortable with yourself, then I don't think TikTok is a place for you. This is my personal experience. I have other friends that are on TikTok and they do just fine, even when they post polarizing content. Me, on the other hand, not so much. So I, when I was starting my business, um, I decided that I was going to just narrow in on one platform and that was going to be Instagram. And it's because Instagram is a place that doesn't just show you strangers, uh, content it's like people that you know and it's more because I'm also a local business um, it's something that I'm able to connect with other local businesses easily and it's more community focused it's more of a nurturing platform than TikTok is and so because I wanted I was so new and sensitive to speaking my truth out on the internet I decided to just stick with Instagram also because I had an audience there already. And so that was my thought process. Let me just stick with Instagram. Let me just focus on that. I'm not going to get on TikTok um, just because of that bad experience that I had. And so I narrowed in is on TikTok. I mean, on Instagram. So that was step number one. Step number two is I got mentorship. So I... When I say I got mentorship, I talk about is my business coach and just what like a pivotal, just like what a important time of of my life it was for me to be in her coaching container. And the reason why I signed on to her coaching program is because she's very comfortable being uh, polarizing. She's very comfortable, like she's on a mission and even if she triggers people, She's connected to the higher purpose and the higher mission that she just accepts that she's going to trigger people. It is what it is, but we still move forward. 
And to me, it was, I was really drawn to her because of that. And it was extremely important for me to be in an environment where it is normal to speak about the things that I wanted to speak about. And it is also where I'm not the most polarizing. Because I remember when I started getting help for my business, the people I got help with, they gave me the strategies. But when it came to our value system of being bold or being passionate or being controversial, I guess, I I felt like I was the most controversial. Like I remember in a lot of spaces, and I don't know if this is because I'm Latina, um, but in a lot of spaces that are majority white, um, I just find myself feeling like I'm just, I'm too extra. I'm too opinionated. I'm too bold. I'm too controversial. And just kind of feeling misunderstood so much where people, instead of seeing it as passion or seeing it as courageous, they see it as shouty or just unhealed or just some judgmental uh, projection onto me being my authentic self. So me being in spaces where... People were not passionate about that value of social justice or just like understanding the experience of being um, a non-white person. So I would say that's been like another huge, huge help in my life internally in order that makes me more confident in speaking my truth is being under the wing of somebody whose values you align with and that value for me was being very bold and being very um, passionate about social justice. And this is something that I just think when you have experienced systematic oppression and you know what that's like, you just you just get have a backbone, man. That's all I'm going to say. And that's extremely important for me to be in proximity, to be held, and to be in an environment where those bold uh, takes and those bold opinions were welcome. So that was another thing that was extremely important for me because now when I think of posting polarizing content or when I, even when I think of backlash, I'm at a place now where I just I feel confident in who I am or I feel like I have a support system where I don't internalize other people's projections so much where I feel demolished. Like, yes, some projections could sting and they do make me feel feelings, but there's just a way to regulate what is going on where the feeling passes through me, but it doesn't define me. And all of that is thanks to just being in the room with people that are just... just don't have a problem taking up space and being so themselves. Um, it, it seriously provides a healing, even just being in the presence of someone that is so centered and so in their body. And anyways, so that was step number two. That was extremely pivotal for me to be, feel more comfortable being controversial or sharing my truth or what have you. And then um, the third thing that I wanted to share was... I decided to start working on my internal things of like, like, like I started, like, like I think of the quote, once you own your faults, nobody can use them against you. That's how I feel about this third point. 
And what I mean by that is that I just start thinking about the possible backlash that I could get from someone, which really a backlash is only um, it, it's only if I agree or if I believe what that person is saying about me, but I'm not owning it. And so, for instance, I'll just be open and transparent about this, but I realized that I had a lot of projections about my own community being Latina because I grew up in Utah, predominantly white space. And and the sad thing about just being Latino growing up in Latino spaces is that sometimes we are the ones that have the most doubt on our own communities more than white people do. That, for instance, can be controversial for someone. But hear me out. This is my experience. I'm not saying any other people of color experience this, but I know I experience this. That growing up in Utah, I used to have this belief that Latinos just don't have the money to spend. Latinos don't have resources. We are not higher ups. We're always working. We're always the line cooks or the people that work at the laundromat or we're the people that work at Wendy's. Um, We're not people that are influential and have authority and are bold and are respected and admired. Um, That's just not what I saw growing up. So that was like my mentality uh, when it came to, um, yeah, when when it came to just even working or building with my community or believing in the work my community was doing. And anyways, I just had a lot of thoughts and beliefs about even my own community and Anyways, and that's even related to the TikTok that I had posted. That way people started giving me backlash on things. And and really, I had to do that internal work with myself where I was just like, do I believe that this is true with the things people are saying? I remember there was like a, a comment that was said to me there that was like, like white Latina um, thought process is just like dumb or something like that. As if like I still had blind spots because my race is white by my ethnicity is Latina and how that was and, and someone wrote that and I remember it really like it, it made me so uncomfortable but at the same time like this is where you just have to humble yourself and you have to look internally and think like okay do you do you have some things and this is this is me my higher self asking myself this question it's like okay well do you have some things that you need to work on do you have some like underlying beliefs about your community like do you have something that needs to be addressed with the thoughts that you have about yourself and where you come from in your community and I did I did I had I just had thoughts about just I don't know there's things even within social justice with like that I agree with and that I don't agree with that sometimes even TikTok there's like a code that people are all on board with and if you're not on board with that code then you get some heat but I think that which goes back to the beginning of this podcast is that you got to learn how to be resilient in your own perspective and have your own back and have a support system of people that see you and understand the genuine human that you are Because if you don't have that support system, that self-esteem and also people in your community that see you and love you and understand that like are willing to see your humanity, even though you make mistakes and say dumb things, 
if you don't have those things, then I, I wouldn't be surprised if you're easily demolished by what strangers on the internet project onto you about things that you said. And yeah, that was a big lesson that I had to learn. Like I, I realized that, oh gosh, just more things. I'll share with you a few more things. I will admit a few more things. And I just think like there was such a disconnection with me and my, just me and my relationship to my community or people of color in general or the experiences people of color have. Um, I realized that there's still so many, there's just, it's just a different experience even when you grow up um, as a person of color outside of a predominantly white space. And I realized too that even growing up in Utah, Yes, there were challenges, but I was also very, I was also very protected or I was still in a bubble of what Utah was because I feel like it was very, literally what the, what I grew up being around is like people that were either Mormon and then they were not Mormon anymore and, or people that went on a mission or people that were Mormon and then they went on a mission and then they're not Mormon anymore and then people are just like kind of drinking sometimes it's literally like that's what I grew up seeing in Salt Lake and that was the narrative there like it it was like it's just so common people that live in Salt Lake probably like can confirm with this I mean there's more depth to what makes up Salt Lake with like tech and people moving in but like as a person raised there that was like the common narrative so I didn't really have exposure or or saw people that lived a life that was more than just being Mormon and then not being Mormon anymore. And then just getting married really young and having kids really young or being like a mommy blogger and just being very privileged because very rarely did I see people of my community out there that also had that lifestyle. So I was very, very sheltered in the perspective that I grew up in and it's not until I relocated and moved to Arizona that then I started, I honestly, my whole friend group and the people around me are like people from all walks of life, people from New York, my friend that's from South Africa, my friend that's from Arizona, friends that are from California, friends from, they're also um, Colombian, like there's so many, like when I think of my friend group now and the people that are in my surroundings, and maybe because Arizona is a transplant state where people from everywhere move here because of the weather. But it really has given me a perspective to the way people live life that is completely different and different privileges and different disadvantages that I didn't have that other people have. And just how there's just so much more depth to the way people live life. And and yeah, well... While it sucked to receive negative feedback, it did teach me about just looking at my life, looking at myself and reflecting about things a little better and also taking inventory of of like maybe there is more things that I need to unpack or maybe I could go out of my way more to be friends or to decolonize my mind in order to have more diversity of people in my life. Maybe I need to make more effort to demonstrate that I'm not just some clueless 
racially insensitive white girl, maybe I do need to actually make more efforts to be to be friends with not be friends, but like be more vocal about like my brand um, about the things that I believe in in order to demonstrate that like I'm genuinely interested in being a safe space for my people like POC clients when I say POC it's like people of color clients or clients that are have like a marginalized identity um yeah I've had there's just all I want to say to you is that that experience of getting the negative feedback just mirrored back to me more healing that I needed to do with myself whether that's healing that there's more unpacking I need to do with just my understanding of the world or there's just more resilience that I need to have or self-esteem that I need to have with my own voice. And anyway, that's the episode for you today is all I want to tell you is that you are resilient and that fear is not a valid excuse for you to not get out there on social media and share your truth. Or or honestly, I know I talk about social media, but just getting out there and making waves in your community or getting out there and start setting boundaries with people in your life, getting out there and just being more authentic. Even if you don't want to do it publicly on social media, you can start being more authentic even with family members. If there's family members or or a friend or somebody in your life that is way too comfortable talking down to you or disrespecting you in any type of way or teasing you and you just sit back and are quiet and you just take it I hope that this inspires you to start taking more action about like checking in with yourself and it's like what do I actually believe in and what feels good to me and just what kind of person do I want to be and anyways that's the message for you today that was vulnerable that was honest but hey this is the work. (laughs) Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you found value in it, please share it on Instagram or tag me on Instagram. Um, Other than that, I will be releasing travel dates soon. They'll be on my website. Just stay connected with me on Instagram. Other than that, I appreciate you so much and we will talk soon.